0: against what is happening in this court and so firmly for the old America that we know, not this America, that he will take that stand on Monday. He will open himself up to whatever they want because he's not afraid. People that are afraid cower. President Trump doesn't cower. We'll be back on Monday. Well, obviously Donald Trump, I guess, had something to hide and wanted to be a coward because as we all know, he did not show up Monday to testify in the New York fraud trial. So Alina Haba's words from late last week came back to bite her in a big, big way. You know, that kind of shows the importance of why you should really confer with your client before you go out there and say ridiculous things. I mean, maybe she did, but her statement would kind of indicate that her and Trump were definitely not on the same page. After all, it was Sunday evening, right? The night before Donald Trump was supposed to go and testify. When he sent out in all caps, every single word, every single letter capitalized, he sent out this message on truth social, making HABA look like a complete and total moron more so than usual. Here's what Trump said statement of 45th president, Donald J Trump exclamation point. As everyone knows, I have very successfully and conclusively testified in the corrupt Biden directed New York state attorney generals rig trial against me, world renowned experts, highly respected bank and insurance executives, real estate professionals, as well as others, both honest and credible have stated clearly and unequivocally that I and my very successful company did nothing wrong. Now, now I'm gonna have to stop because no, no, actually they said the opposite. Now, plenty of them did in fact say that you personally probably didn't do it, but they, they actually did admit that your company did send in overinflated numbers. Like that happened. Um, not to mention, I got to wonder here. You didn't mention your sons. You're like, I did nothing wrong. And the company did nothing wrong. I don't know about these two. (laughs) Maybe. Right. I mean, your sons have been co-defendants with you. They're, they're, as much a part of it as you are, but you didn't even bother to try and exonerate them. Just yourself and the company, like everybody else, y'all can go to hell. Also Biden directed, Biden has no authority of what happens in state courts in the state of New York or any state court anywhere in the country. But I must continue folks. We've got a long way to go. Whew, good grief. Uh, uh, let's see where 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 are we here uh uh, 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 real estate professionals, as well as others, both honest and credible, have stated clearly and unequivocally that I and my very successful company did nothing wrong. My financial statements were conservative, liquid, and extraordinary. A top professor from NYU, Stern, said if Mr. Trump were my student, he would get an A on his financial statements. I've never seen a statement like that provided so much detail and is so transparent as these statements. Plus, they all have an ironclad disclaimer clause stating that the users must do their own due diligence and analysis. No reliance. The only fraud committed was by the highly partisan and out of control judge and racist AG who promised that I will get Trump. Disclaimer clause means absolutely nothing because they cannot do their due diligence when the numbers that you send them, including for the square footage of your own apartments is off. So even if they had run the numbers, the way you gave them, they would still come up with the wrong totals because you gave them inaccurate information about the complex itself. So their values would have matched yours because you only gave them bad numbers, which by the way, your experts also testified to that. He ain't done yet folks. Page two, they claimed that Mar-a-Lago was worth only 18 million when it was worth 50 to 100 times that amount in order to illegally reduce my values and make a fake case against me. They did this on other properties as well and wouldn't give me a jury. Alina Haba screwed up the jury. And if Mar-a-Lago is worth 100 times 18 million, let's, let's be real. That means it's worth 1.8 billion. So you're still lying about the value of your properties. Likewise, the AG thugs do not want to acknowledge that I have paid almost $300 million in New York city and state taxes during the years in question. Importantly, I won at the appellate division, which effectively ended most of the case. No, it didn't. I can't, like I'm not even halfway through the statement and I'm done. Like I am not gonna subject anybody else anymore to the lies of this fucking lunatic. Like I'm pissed at myself for even reading that much of it to you. I am sorry for that. He chickened out. He knew that he wasn't gonna be able to stand up to the questions coming from the prosecutors and he ran and hid like a coward, exactly like Alina Habba said cowards do. That's what happened. His statement is bull crap. He is an idiot and I hope the judge takes everything from him. So over the weekend, former Republican representative now disgraced us citizen George Santos, uh, did an interview with CBS, New York, where he admitted finally, that he is in fact afraid of going to prison and he is totally willing to accept a plea deal if they want to give him one. So, you know, prosecutors, I'm here. Do you got a deal for me? But here is George Santos in his own words, talking about why he is afraid of prison. Take a look. Are you afraid of going to jail? I think everybody should be afraid of going to jail it's not a pretty place and uh i definitely want to work very hard to avoid that as best as possible so what do you think you can offer the feds to prevent yourself from going to jail i have no idea marcia you're getting emotional no it's 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 i have no idea what i can do it's it's i'm going to negotiate the best i can and like, what, what will that, do you have any idea what that, what they're going to look for? I mean, community service. Uh. Uh, I mean, if that's what they're offering, I'll do it, uh, you know, happily. But again, I don't know if that's the case. Um, the reality is I, it's the unknown. It's a great unknown. Do you th- so let's start at the beginning, right? He would happily, well, actually, that's not the beginning. Excuse me. He, uh, he's afraid of prison because it's, it's not a pretty place. Now I hope that he is not talking just aesthetically, right? Like, "Eh, it's not pretty. I don't like it. You know, where's the, where's, was the paint on the walls? It's gross. It's dim. It's dark. It's dank. I hope he's talking about the fact that yeah, prison is probably pretty tough. I mean, I have not been to prison. I haven't been in jail, so I can't attest to that personally, but I'm willing to bet prison's not the happiest place on earth, right? we're not talking about going to Disney world. We're talking about a federal penitentiary. So yeah, He's right. He is afraid and everybody should be afraid of prison as he says, right? I'm not. Do you know why I'm not afraid of prison, George? Do you know why my audience here is not afraid of prison? Uh, because we haven't broken the law. (laughs) Like everybody should be afraid of prison. Why? Like what, what have we done? That's gonna end up with us going to prison. I, I don't think that's a thing, bud. And then of course he's like I'd happily accept a plea deal. But then he points out the big thing and I am assuming he's saying this cuz I have to imagine his lawyers have told him this. The, the the prosecutors across the country don't just hand out plea deals willy-nilly, right? It's not like, ah, we don't feel like going after this. I don't want to waste my time on it. Let me get a plea deal. Now, that happens, don't get me wrong. But in a high-profile case like this, a plea deal isn't going to mean very much to the prosecutors because they get nothing in exchange. Like they've already done the legwork of the investigation. So we're not even talking about, you know, Hey, we can, we can stop your work right now. No, now they're just prepping for the trial. And to be honest, based on the timeline, we've already seen with this. And when the indictments came down, they're probably ready to go to trial today if they had to. So you're not saving them any time. You're not saving them any money really. And you have nobody to flip on. Like if there was somebody on that ladder above you that you could give them information on that would result in, you know, one more high profile prosecution or a dozen smaller profile prosecutions. If you could take down some kind of crime syndicate with you, then yes, you would likely be offered a plea deal, but you're the top guy in this one. They, they already got your, uh, uh, campaign treasurer, I believe it was, and they agreed to cooperate. So they get the deal. But that was in order to, to get you. So you have nothing that these prosecutors want. And to be honest, even if it was just to kind of do away with the hassle of, of having to do a trial, I I don't know that they'd be willing to do that because they kind of want to make an example of you. This has been the George Santos saga, a big national story for a year everything about this man, every lie he's told every alleged, cause he hasn't been convicted criminal act. It's been national hell. It's been international for a while too. So the whole world is kind of watching and there's going to be a lot of backlash. If they're just like, ah, we gave him a plea deal. He's going to do 20 hours of community service, you know, volunteering at the, uh, uh nursing home, changing bedpans or whatever. Like that's not going to suffice, but here's the thing. Santos He's rolling in the dough right now. He's already made more money from cameo, which by the way, that's, that's y'all's fault for doing that. Uh, don't use his cameo anymore. Don't give him this, but he's made more money in a week on cameo than he did in a year in Congress. So yeah, he doesn't want to go to jail. Cause he feels like, Hey, I'm rolling in the dough right now doing two minute videos. Stop giving him air stop interviewing him. Like that's just pointless. He's making up stuff about his fellow representatives. He's got no solid evidence of any of it. He's begging for a plea deal. Just let this man face justice and for the love of God, stop giving him your money. I know it seems funny, but he's the one laughing all the way to the bank. So cut that out too. In a bit of an unusual court filing by special prosecutor Jack Smith's team on Saturday evening this past weekend, they made it a point to say that they have evidence, you know, both actual evidence and testimony from at least, I think about a dozen former intelligence officials that worked with the Trump administration. They have evidence to suggest that there was unanimous consent among Donald Trump's own intelligence community that there was no fraud in the 2020 election, at least not to the degree that would have changed the election results. Obviously individuals here and there have been busted for fraud, but there were not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of incidents of fraud. So why is this important? It's important for several reasons. The first of which is the reason for the filing to begin with, right? I mean, this was a Saturday evening filing. Jack Smith can't even take a weekend to himself. Well, they had to do that because Donald Trump's team is requesting access to classified information from the federal government. Now legal experts believe that his request for this classified information is just another attempt to further delay the trial beyond March. So Trump's team says we need this classified information from the intelligence officials because we believe in there, it proves that there was foreign interference in the 2020 election. So they're trying to use that whole 2016 argument. The, 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 other countries were, were, were finagling things and, and doing bad stuff. Uh, and Jack Smith submits this with his evidence. He's like, hey, uh, that's crap. <laughs> we talked to these people, we've seen their documents, we've seen the minutes from their meetings and I'll be glad to file those as well, by the way. And they all, 100% of them said, no, Donald, that never happened and therefore judge you should not give in to his request for the classified information one because he doesn't need it two because it's going to cause significant delays in this trial as we get security clearances for his legal team security clearances for everybody else we have to set up a secure facility for him to view these things it's totally not necessarily uh, not necessary and we already have the evidence to show that what he's trying to say is real is in fact not real. So that's reason number one, reason number two, this is important outside of the access to classified documents is because it shows that Jack Smith has done his due diligence in this case because he has talked to, as I said, it's a, a, what is it more than a dozen of the top intelligence officials in Trump's administrations, uh, from his director of national intelligence to the administrator of the NSA to Trump's personal intelligence briefer about evidence that foreign governments had penetrated systems that counted votes in 2020. The answer from every single official was no. So when Trump goes to trial, his only possible defense is look, we genuinely believe there was fraud. So everything I did was legal and within my, you know, presidential authority to investigate because there was just so much fraud. We had to take care of it, or at least that's what we thought. And yes, for the record, that is a viable legal defense, not a strong one, but it's the only one he's got. So Smith is already ready to go into court and just go scorched earth against that claim. He's gonna say, oh, really? That's what you thought? Because I got a group of your former lawyers over here, not Giuliani Powell and Eastman and Chesbro. No, 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 no. I've got the other lawyers, the other five, six, seven of them who told you repeatedly that you couldn't do this, that there was no fraud. Oh, that's not good enough. How about all of your former intelligence officials, even those who stood by you telling you there's no fraud. So Smith really has them, you know, just kind of right where he wants it. The only question is, will the judge give in and let Trump have access to these classified documents and delay the trial? Or will she tell Trump basically to shove it? I'll see you in March. Let's hope it's the latter. This past weekend, Donald Trump appeared at the New York Young Republicans 111th Gala to, uh, double down on his claims that he does in fact want to be a dictator on day one. And obviously Trump had originally made those comments during a recent town hall with Sean Hannity on Fox news. Trump knew exactly what he was doing because he knew that the media was going to pick that up and say, Trump is admitting that he wants to be a dictator because he literally admitted it. Of course he says just on day one, but Trump got everything he wanted by making that statement. Everybody in the media, by the way, myself included, we had to talk about that. That is a horrific claim to make. So Donald Trump then used that the fact that everybody in the media talked about it, trying to throw it back on the media as misconstruing his words. And then of course he doubles down on it. So take a look here is Trump manipulating the media. And then of course saying he totally wants to be a dictator. Here he is. Uh, Baker today in the New York Times, he said uh, that I want to be a dictator. I didn't say that. I said I want to be a dictator for one day. But the New York Times said, and you know why I wanted to be a dictator? Because I want a wall, right? I want a wall, and I want to drill, drill, drill. That's true. So, Well, we did. We built up. The troubling part of that clip is not just Donald Trump reaffirming that he wants to be a dictator on day one, which wouldn't just be day one. He would do it forever. The terrifying thing is the reaction of the audience. That's what we need to be worried about because you see what Donald Trump was doing there by reaffirming that, yes, I want to be a dictator on day one, Not only was he trying to, you know, stick it to the media by saying they're misconstruing this because they're leaving out on day one. Nobody left that out by the way. He's now testing the waters. He initially made the claim on Sean Hannity's program to see if he could get his names all over the headlines. And he did. Now he's seeing how that line resonates with the base. Do they like it? Is, is this something maybe I can, uh, Maybe, maybe I can push the boundaries on it a little bit. Maybe I can extend it. Maybe later on, I'll say, I'll be a dictator for the first week. I'll be a dictator for the first month. I'll just be a dictator for the first year. And when he said the, uh, you know, for a day they cheered, it was, it was raucous applause. They broke out into their chant of build the wall. They loved it. That crowd of New York young Republicans is more than willing to shred the constitution and proclaim that Donald Trump is now the God King of the United States of America. You know, it, it reminds me of that line from a uh, uh, revenge of the Sith, you know, the third star Wars prequel, uh, where, where Padme says, you know, so this is how democracy dies, you know, with raucous applause. I, I don't know the exact quote, so please forgive me for getting a little bit wrong there, but That's, that's literally exactly what we just saw. Like, so this is how democracy dies. People going crazy, loving it. When Donald Trump is telling them, I'm going to be a dictator. There was a time in American politics, like less than 10 years ago, where if any politician on the left or right had ever said anything like that at any point in their life, long before they got into politics, their career would be dead. They would not ever have a chance at running for office. And now we have a guy who's going to be at the top of the Republican ticket, 91 felony charges against him, telling us he wants to be a dictator. I mean, Jesus Christ, we're looking at a guy that is going to be a convicted criminal by the time the election rolls around and telling us he wants to be a dictator. So likely convicted criminal telling us he's going to be a dictator and the crowd goes wild for it. Maybe, maybe that's what we deserve as a country. If we're going to let this happen, then we just deserve it at this point, right? Well, no, I'm not willing to go that far yet because that crowd at that New York young Republican gala in New York is not representative of the majority of people in this country. I know the polls right now do not look good, but trust me, folks, Trump's going to keep saying crazy stuff like this. A lot of people are going to wake up when it comes time to, you know, put the rubber to the road and actually vote. They're going to remember things like this because if not, then America, we had a good run, but it's over. thanks for listening to today's fair and balanced daily stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on youtube at youtube.com slash fair and balanced and follow me on twitter facebook and instagram at fair and